Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated. And this is your World Weather Update here for Friday, September the 15th, halfway through another month. It is amazing how time is flying by. Seasonal changes are taking place in parts of the world. In North America, you're looking at the uh, majority of uh, North America's continent here. The, we're starting off with a trough of low pressure and a shot of cool air coming across the north central parts of the country. Uh, of the U.S. and Canada, for that matter. This morning, when the trough goes more positioned over Manitoba, we did get some frost and some light freezes to occur across parts of Alberta and some immediate neighboring areas this morning. Not a big deal. Uh, definitely later than normal for this time of the year, but it helped to uh, maybe defoliate some of the leaves on some of the canola crops so they could harvest faster. The cool air will seep down into the northern U.S. plains. Low temperatures tomorrow morning are supposed to be in the 40s across the Dakotas and Minnesota. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few upper 30s showing up there too, but we're not expecting to see uh, any kind of real hard freeze taking place across the region. For the most part, though, the cool air will shift into the Great Lakes region as we get out into Sunday morning, and uh, we'll probably have mostly the coolest weather in the upper portions of the Midwest and Western Great Lakes region. For the most part, the uh, temperatures will not be threatening. I don't see any reason for any reason for uh, serious uh, concern. Uh, but it will get a little nippy you know, one more time. Then we got this ridge of high pressure that builds up across the plains and western portions of the Corn Belt as we go into early next week. But the ridge gets flattened out very quickly by a new trough of low pressure coming into the Pacific Northwest, and that will march right on into the Canadian prairies as we get into midweek. Now, this system, it represents the next opportunity uh, for some rain to fall in the eastern parts of the prairies. Now, most of the models today are suggesting that there won't be a great deal of precipitation because there's no moisture source coming up into the eastern prairies. I wouldn't be surprised to see this change just a little bit when we get into uh, the middle part of next week. So we'll kind of watch that. But if there is a rain event up there, it's going to be only temporary and we'll see disruption of farming activity. Some of that may reach down into the northern plains too, and then we'll likely go back into some drier weather. Now, this is what I really wanted to show you here, right in this particular location. I want you to notice the southwest flow pattern here. The uh, orientation of the jet stream have a trough in the west, a ridge in the south central parts of the U.S. and also in the eastern U.S. And so the upper air wind flow becomes southwesterly. And this is what's going to generate greater rain in parts of the plains and the western corn belt as we go into the latter part of next week. And we could see a fairly significant amount of rain coming in a couple of waves. But you'll notice here that this southwest flow pattern only lingers into the second weekend of the two-week outlook and then quickly breaks down. And we go into a quasi-zonal flow pattern with a slight a little southwest bias uh, but the uh, the bottom line is that we'll get one round, well, I shouldn't say one round, but we'll have one period of uh, wet weather across parts of the eastern plains and the western corn belt, causing disruptions to farming activity and slowing crop maturation down. And then we go into this zonal flow pattern, which will still perpetuate some shower activity once in a while, but there's not going to be a large volume of rain that will occur in the second week of the outlook. But it does have cooler air to the north and warm air to the south, and that will help to generate some periodic precipitation. All right, let's take a look at what's going on around the world. We start off here. Lee is on its way up into 
the uh, Gulf of Maine, and we are going to see this storm system move inland, probably over New Brunswick or even the uh, western portions of Nova Scotia. But it's such a large storm. The tropical storm force winds are occurring out 320 miles from the center of the storm. So it doesn't matter where the center is going to be. Uh, the coastal areas of New England will definitely feel tropical storm force winds for a while. There will also be a storm surge of sorts, uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to be very threatening. Now, the ocean temperatures are getting colder as the storm moves farther north. And so as it moves farther north, it is likely to lose its tropical characteristics. And so as it comes inland uh, near the west coast of Nova Scotia, uh, it is going to be a mid-latitude storm system, but a very strong one. And like I said, we'll still have tropical storm force wind speeds occurring all the way back across uh, the uh, majority of the coastal area of New England as well as all of Nova Scotia. The storm will ultimately move across the easternmost parts of Canada and uh, move back out to sea sometime next week. Uh, in the meantime, Margo still out in the middle of nowhere, not likely to be much of a threat. It does get involved with some of the western Azores eventually, but uh, there's no crop areas and no reason to be terribly concerned about that. It should be a fairly weak storm by then. Our next, our next storm system uh, that will be evolving into a tropical depression it should occur over the next 24 or 48 hours here uh, in the uh, tropical, uh, central tropical Atlantic. And uh, the Hurricane Center does give it a 90% chance of evolving in the next couple of days. So we'll see that develop and turn into a tropical storm of some sorts, maybe even a next, another hurricane eventually. Uh, our best guess on where this system is going to go is is most likely going to uh, be uh, over open water. I really don't think we're going to see it threaten much land. It will come close to Bermuda, but it's still expected to turn off to the northeast as time moves along. And so we think at the moment it will be a non-threat to North America. Another disturbance coming off the Africa coast this weekend has some potential developing into a tropical cyclone next week, uh, but confidence is pretty low right now because it's so far out in time. Uh, in the past 24 hours, we saw some more rain occur in a couple of areas. Uh, first, a little band of it from Minnesota back into northeastern Colorado. Locally, heavy rains occurred in a few spots in Colorado, uh, and uh, otherwise, it wasn't all that insignificant of an event. There were some good rains that occurred across parts of uh, Texas from the southern panhandle and the uh, northern parts of west Texas proper uh, into portions of central Blacklands, and we'll look at that in more detail here shortly. And you kind of see that a little bit better in this lower map, but we will show you more data points in just a second. Uh, we also saw a little bit of rain occur in the southeastern states with central Georgia seeing the greatest moisture. All right, these are rain totals since Tuesday morning across Texas, and I just kind of wanted to point out uh, who's been seeing the better rains uh, here recently, and most of that has been in this particular corridor uh, we have seen at least a little bit of uh, significant precipitation uh, in central Texas, but a lot of it's been in this band. Uh, and uh, certainly a, a part of the Blacklands picking up on some significant moisture, the northern parts of West Texas doing fairly well. Uh, and some of the data here is a little misleading because I only went back to Tuesday morning. If we would have included Monday, uh, we would have had some significant rain down in parts of this area, too. So um, anyway, just kind of wanted to catch you up a little bit on the moisture that's occurred across some of the Texas crop areas. The southwestern part of West Texas and the dryland cotton areas are still quite dry. Temperatures yesterday were mostly 70s and 80s across key crop areas. Some of the rainy areas in southwestern hard and wheat areas were in the upper 60s. 
Uh, no threatening temperatures this morning, uh, a few 30s in, in parts of Montana, but all that's normal this time of the year. Canada's prairies uh, were impacted by an upper-level low-pressure system that occurred in north-central parts of Saskatchewan into Manitoba yesterday, producing some showers and disrupting farming activity. But obviously, the volume of rain was really low and was non uh, and was pretty much a non-event. Uh, other than just delaying field progress. We saw some frosty conditions occurring behind that, and we mentioned that this morning, and that cooler air will work its way southeastward over the next few nights, and eventually will bring uh, some near frost temperatures if, uh, into parts of northern North Dakota uh, as we go into the next night or two. All right, uh, that southwest flow that we looked at, if you recall, there was a a trough of low pressure that was coming into the western United States and kind of moving like this over a ridge in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, this uh, southwest flow uh, will generate a lot of rain in the central part of the country. And much of this is mid to late week next week into the following weekend. And I certainly believe that we will see a significant amount of rain in the eastern parts of the plains and into a, a fair amount of the western Corn Belt. Now, the amounts you see on here are probably going to be adjusted a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a generalized uh, rain event take place here with one to two inches of rain. It'll be some localized amounts, even heavier, maybe two to four inches in some spots. So keep an eye on this over the weekend. When we come back in on Sunday night, uh, we'll be looking at this, and I'm sure there's going to be still a good chance for soaking rain. The eastern Midwest and portions of the Delta will stay dry biased over the first week of the outlook. I think there's a chance we'll see some increasing precipitation after the uh, second weekend of the two-week outlook. which really puts us into the second week of the forecast, obviously, and much will depend on that new tropical cyclone out in the Atlantic, depending on how big it gets and how close it comes to the eastern United States. But for right now, the, the forecast is for some of the eastern Midwest to get wetter. The plains should get a little bit drier uh, during that time period. Notice Canada's prairies doesn't get a lot of precipitation, uh, so they will continue to see crop maturation and harvest progress taking place in a favorable environment up that way. If you recall earlier this week, some of the model data was suggesting that the eastern parts of the prairies were going to get a good soaking rain. Well, that southwest flow has been adjusted further to the east, and that's why it's now a drier bias. All right, uh, temperatures are going to be warm across uh, all of Canada's prairies in the uh, northwestern United States, north central plains, uh, north central U.S. and the northern plains and uh, far western states. There's still going to be a little bit on the mild side in the eastern parts of the uh, Midwest. And uh, the rain that's still occurring or will be occurring across parts of hard rain every country will hold the temperatures back there for a few more days. We are expecting to see all the heat, though, shift into the Midwest and part of the plains as we go into uh, the six to 10 day period. And then we'll finally shift it farther to the east and mellow it out quite a bit. Uh, the western part of the country will start to warm back up a little bit as we get into the end of the second week of the outlook. South America, Argentina was dry yesterday. Uh, temperatures were seasonable, really nothing to get excited about there. Uh, in uh, uh, Brazil, we did see a little bit more light rainfall occurring from Sao Paulo into eastern Minas Gerais and Espirito Santo, uh, but we are back into a drying mode in the southern parts of the country, and that's so important. They just got way too much rain over the first two weeks of this month, and so this is really a, a positive, and, and we will likely continue to be drying down for a little while. 
I was a little bit surprised at some of the temperatures this morning in interior parts of southern Brazil, mostly in a not so important crop area. So what you can see uh, there were a few freezes that occurred this morning in uh, central, north central parts of Santa Catarina, neighboring areas of Paraná. But this was really not in a very important area. Uh, a small portion of wheat might have been impacted, uh, but most of the temperatures were non-threatening. And uh, but it was uh, certainly a cool morning this morning across southern areas of Brazil. All right, the forecast is going to bring back rain into southern Brazil, but it's in the second week of the outlook. So uh, for the next seven days, we should see much better conditions across Rio Grande do Sul and in Uruguay and northeastern Argentina and southern Paraguay after all the excessive rains. But we will see the, the water bias returning. Western parts of Argentina will continue to be dry biased. Uh, there is a buildup of uh, monsoon moisture beginning to show across northern parts of South America. It does reach down in northwestern Mato Grosso, and uh, this will occur as we get into next week and the following weekend. I don't expect the precipitation to come into key crop areas uh, any sooner than the last days of September. So we're not looking for that. And the coffee market has got a little bit more interest today uh, about the lack of precipitation in Soldaminas. Sol uh, and maybe some neighboring areas of Zona de Mata. A little bit of concern about the fact that we had some flowering that occurred earlier this year in Zona de Mata, and there hasn't been good follow-up moisture. I don't think this is an issue because there has been some shower activity periodically. So for the most part, I really believe that uh, the crop is going to hang in there okay. We didn't see a lot of flowering in other areas, but there was some in Soldaminas as well as in northern Paraná, and uh, significant follow-up rain is needed. And I think it'll show up in the last days of September and until the 1st of October. I can't get too excited about this being a real serious issue. Temperatures in Brazil will be warm through the two weeks coming up. Argentina will be seeing seasonable temperatures this weekend into early next week, and then Argentina will cool down and get downright hot in some areas in the interior southern parts of Brazil for a little while, finish out the second week with Argentina coolish and uh, Brazil still being warmer than normal. Australia, uh, pretty quiet weather right now, not much going on. We are reproducing, though, a lot of winter crops uh, right now across uh, Queensland and portions of uh, no northern New South. South Wales and northern parts of Western Australia, and there's no moisture in the ground or falling. So it's going to continue to be dry bias in these areas too, uh, just more of the same. So there will be continuing concern about crop conditions in those areas. The rain in Southern Australia is not expected to be all that great either. And we need to watch this. In the meanwhile, the, the uh, Indian Ocean Dipole Index has become more strongly positive. Uh, and that means cool water is off the uh, Northwest coast of uh, Australia here, and that tends to uh, coincide with less than normal rain in southern Australia. So we've got a chance for low precipitation as we get closer to reproduction in southern Australia. This needs to be closely watched. I don't think it's going to be a crisis necessarily, but because eastern Australia is going to be influenced by El Nino and seeing dry bias conditions there, having that cool water northwest of Australia is not a good thing for the southern crop. So we'll need to continue to watch that closely. And in Europe, it looks like most of the rain yesterday was concentrated in the east. We had a little bit of shower activity in parts of Italy and the uh, neighboring areas of the Alps and a little bit of rain in southern parts of Spain and a little bit in the UK. But for the most part, it was dry biased across a big part of the continent. Uh, and as we move forward now through these next uh, uh, seven days, we're likely to find an increase in precipitation occurring in the west. 
uh, quite a bit of moisture in some areas, but I expect to see net drying still occurring in the southeast and east central parts of Europe for a while. In the second week, going into the third week, this area will turn a little bit wetter. Uh, we are also expecting warm weather to continue across the European continent, at least through the six to 10 day period. Uh, temperatures will become a little bit more seasonal when we finish out the second week of the outlook. Uh, the CIS uh, yesterday was fairly quiet. Um, Sorry, we can't seem to get this stable here. Uh, we are looking at uh, uh, still a limited amount of rain in Russia's southern region. We get a little bit of shower activity here from this particular model, which is the European model. Uh, I'm not convinced that that's going to occur as advertised there. The GFS is drier. Uh, the bottom line is this area needs rain. Uh, it's not a crisis, not yet. Uh, but we don't see a lot of precipitation until we get to the end of the month. And then in October, it will become more important that they do get the rain. So this area will need to be watched. Again, it's not a crisis quite this moment in time. Xinjiang, China, uh, there's some showers around, uh, but most of the cotton areas will continue to see relatively good weather. It is cool across the north. Uh, the northeast is a very minor production area up in this area. And um, but it is going to be cool there. Otherwise, temperatures will be fairly normalish uh, in the rest of the region. Uh, the temperatures across most of the Asian continent will likely be warmer than normal as we go forward through time. Very warm uh, in the western part of Russia as we get in the six to 10 day period. And that'll settle down into Russia's southern region and the Ural Mountains region uh, as we finish out the second week. More rain occurred yesterday in, the, in Guangdong and some of the interior southeast. That was not welcomed. Guangdong is way too wet, as you may recall, and they need to see significantly drier weather. Their forecast is still promoting more rain in that area. We're also going to see rain increase next week across the Yangtze River Basin, but it should be relatively dry in that region this weekend. And we'll see kind of a mix of rain and sunshine across the North China Plain, the Northeast Provinces, and the Yellow River Basin area. That mix of precipitation should prove to be beneficial. You know, it's going to be wheat planting season here over these next couple of weeks and on into October. So the moisture profile in the Yellow River Basin and North China Plain looks pretty good at this moment in time, or should be as we go forward. So if, as long as it doesn't rain every day, they should be able to get in the fields and do a good job getting the crop started. In India, uh, rains were increasing in the central part of the country yesterday. Over four inches of rain reported in that area. We've got that rain is going to be intensifying and shifting to the north, uh, to the west, northwest, into Gujarat, uh, as we move forward through this weekend. And so most of the area from where it rained yesterday back into Gujarat is, is going to see some pretty substantial amounts of rain over this next three, four, five days. I wanted to catch you up on the, the uh, India nation's uh, rainfall relative to normal. Uh, at the very bottom of this chart here, you see that minus 9%. That is uh, what the Indian meteorological organization is suggesting that the total rainfall for the season to date from June 1 to today uh, has been relative to normal. So it's 9% below the norm. And they consider a drought year at 10% or lower. So uh, the, uh, or 10% or higher, I guess, depends on which way you look at it. The country is split up into regions here. If you look at the pink, uh, you got the uh, east and north areas uh, at the top here, and they are 20% below on their normal rainfall. Uh, for northwestern India, that has come down after a really good year in general. They're down to close to zero or normal at this point in time, but they were way above normal early in the growing season. Central India, uh, the uh, precipitation is running about 7% below the norm and 10% below for the southernmost part of the country. So we're going to keep an eye on this. They've got uh, 
Uh, just a little bit of time left in the monsoon season. We'll see what happens, uh, but it looks like that's going to be pretty much how we finish. This is that rain event I was talking about coming out of Madhya Pradesh into Gujarat, uh, and it should be a fairly significant event. This will be this weekend into early next week. Uh, some of these areas in southern and eastern Gujarat will see four to uh, maybe eight inches, maybe upwards to 10 inches along the border there, uh, but a uh, pretty significant rain event. We will stay mostly dry in northern Rajasthan. Punjab and Haryana will get a little bit of rain in the coming week, but not a lot. And there's a little bit of shower activity suggested for Pakistan. So all of this is uh, more than what we were thinking was going to happen. And if the rain all verifies, this is going to be a good finish for some of the uh, cotton areas for sure, and maybe ground nuts and rice and some other crops up in that way. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.